Hallelujah. Let's have a word of prayer. So Lord, we bless and we honor you for tonight. We thank you for this time in your presence. Father, even as we have gathered to look at the topic, the church as a body. Father, my prayer tonight is that you grant us understanding. Grant unto me your word. Let your word come forth and through to all of us. And may we have a better understanding of what we want the church to be. So that the church may be pleasing unto you. Lord, we thank you and we bless you for tonight. Amen. So tonight we are looking at the topic, the church as a body. The church as a body. Now I'd like us to look at this topic in context. Specifically looking at the fact that Paul wrote this scripture that I'll be referring to quite often tonight to the Corinthians when he raised the issue about the church as a body. And I'd like us to be mindful of the context and particularly the audience to whom he wrote this letter. So just to refresh all of us, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2, I'd like you to specifically look at the audience so that we will all appreciate what we're talking about, the church as a body, and look at what Paul expected of the Corinthians, and then we will see what is expected of us, whether we are close, we are far, or we can all work towards it. So he says, unto the church of God, and here I want, I believe all agree that we are the church of God, because there are many churches around these days. But we want to believe that we are a church of God. So it is appropriate for us to receive this message. You see, unto the church which is at Corinth, and to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. So I would like to emphasize again the audience and see how relevant so we are saying, one, we are talking about a church of God. And we are referring to people who are sanctified in Christ. Secondly, saints or aspiring to be saints. Thirdly, people who call on the name of Jesus Christ. 
if we believe that we fit into this, what then we are saying that even as we look at this topic, we're looking at ourselves. How do we fit? And we are saying that we are a church of God. We sanctified saints and we call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. If that is who we are, then what we are saying is that if that's who we are, then our church, how close are we to what we're going to share tonight? So having given this context of background, I'll try and look at the topic for tonight along these lines. What is the church? What is the body? What makes us one? And because we are one, what is expected of us? How do we live as members of this body? And I'll make a brief statement on the threats to the church as a body and try and see if we can draw some conclusion. What is a church? So the church, what is a church? What is a body? What makes us one? And because we are one, what is expected of us? How do we live as members of one body. Is there a perceived threat to this body? Then we'll try and draw some conclusion. And I'm asking myself, what is a church? And simply what I'm looking at tonight is that it's a community of God's people It's a community of God's people and it's centered on Christ. It's a community of God's people and it's centered on Christ. Like I raised in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 2, it's the church of God. And I believe some of you are aware that we already have the satanic church in Accra already. And they boast about it. People attend. So tonight we are talking about the church of God. And we say we are a body. And we need to make that distinction. So it's a community of God's people. So when we gather, we belong to God. That, that gives us that distinction. We don't belong to any other person, but we belong to God. Now, what are some of the characteristics of a church? About four or five characteristics I'll quickly run through for a church. The first one is that the church is one. As we can look at us, the early churches, especially from us, chapter 2, 
Probably let's look at quickly Acts chapter 2 verse 4 through to 11. We could see the oneness, Acts chapter 2, 4 through to 11. And it says, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation. But I try to even look at the modern day names for all those nations that were gathered there. They were from Northeast Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, Kuwait, Turkey, Syria, Egypt, Southern Palestine, Libya. So those who say the Bible is alien to Africans. Libya, most parts of North Africa, Italy, Greece, Asia Minor. From various nations. And they all came together. So from every nation they were speaking. Verse 6. Now when this was noise abroad, the multitude came together. And were confounded because every man heard them speak in his own language from all these nations. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all of these speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own language where we were born? And these are the names that I've translated into modern day language, so I won't take you through there. Verse 10, verse 11, greatest and all the languages. And what brought them together? was the Holy Spirit which binded them together as one body. That was the church. So I'm not talking about just CFCC or people who believe, but the whole world. They all came together from all these nations. Asia, Greece, North all what have you? All together. And there was a sense of unity. There was various tongues, every nation, but something bonded them together. Through the Spirit of Christ, because God had broken down the barriers between the Jews and the Gentiles, between men and women, between slaves and those who are free. They were one body, one hope, one faith, one baptism. All secured by one Lord. That was the joy to be part of the oneness of this church. Said so they were amazed. We should also be amazed that we belong to a body. Second point, the church is holy. Because the church is in holy union with Christ. And we cannot be in his union with Christ. 
and live a life which does not exhibit holiness. And so each one of us has to grow up through the sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit. So one, the church is one. The church is holy. Thirdly, the church is Catholic. And I'm, talk, I'm not talking about Catholic church. It is complete. If we say the church is Catholic, it is complete and full. Lacking nothing in Christ. Which means the church is full of Christ. And we should be proud of our Lord Jesus Christ. Fourthly, the church is apostolic. Which means we are bounded by the teachings of the apostles. And the message was simply about Christ. Whom crucified, resurrected, and we are waiting his coming. So, so far I've mentioned four points. The church is one. The church is supposed to be holy. Catholic means that we are complete in Christ and apostolic. We are based on the foundation of the apostles of the early church. And we are not supposed to deviate. Fifthly, the church is supposed to be God arena for the divine performance of the life and works of our Lord Jesus Christ. When we come to the church, we should see God at work. We should see the manifestations of the power of God at work. And this should take place in the church. And you can see that no educational institution can do this for us. It is only in the church that also finally on this point that lives are formed. It is in the church that people are raised as disciples. It is in church that workers are raised for the church. The departments of religions cannot raise workers for the body of Christ. It takes the church itself to raise disciples. People who will stand for Christ. People who know Christ and will carry the agenda of Christ forward. Hallelujah. So that is the church. One is the community of God's people centered on Christ. And basic characteristics, the church is one. Church is holy. Church is Catholic, apostolic. It is God's arena for the performance of the miracles of God and for the manifestation of the powers of God. And last but not the least, the church is the place where lives are formed. It is only when you've gone through the church and you have been identified with Christ and Christ has been formed in you, then you can truly say that you are ready to be considered as a true person matured in the things of the Lord. And this is only possible in the church. So as a church, we have a responsibility to raise disciples. We have a responsibility to have God perform. God work His way through. Hallelujah. Now what is body? The Oxford Advanced Learners Dictionary says, it is the whole physical structure 
So we are talking about wholeness. The emphasis of anybody is wholeness. Wholeness or a whole physical structure of either a human being or an animal. If it's a human being, every human being is whole. If it's an animal, it's a whole animal. That makes it a body. And if we talk about body in relation to the church, for example, a body is a group of people who work or act together and who are connected. I hope you are marking these words. It's a group of people we work together we are connected. Remember I said earlier on that Paul was addressing saints, people who are sanctified and who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. If we can do this, then we are moving towards that direction. So we'll try to look at what a church is and what we mean by body. And now we are looking at what makes us one. But before I move to that point, let's quickly look at Ephesians chapter 1 verse 23. Because of this body, we are not talking about just ordinary human beings alone. Other versions even say, which is his body? The fullness of him that filleth all in all. So the church is part of the body of Christ. Christ is part of us. Hallelujah. Christ is part of us. And that is one thing we need to cherish and we need to guard and to preserve and protect. That it is not just the church with just the human beings, but Christ is part of us. And He is the head of this body. Christ is the head of this body. Now we are saying, so we need to note that it is not just ordinary believers who have come together that makes us one body, but Christ himself is part of this body. And he is the head. So we cannot do things anyhow. Now what makes us one? Let's quickly look at Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 to 29. What makes us one? As a body. But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed. Wherefore the law was schoolmaster to bring us into Christ, that we may be justified by faith. But after that faith is come, we are no longer a schoolmaster. Verse 26. For ye all are children of God by faith in Christ. Are we all children of God? That's why we should all come to the level where if we say we are matured in Christ, issues of tribe should not become an issue at all. Because we all belong, to, we have one father. I think it was often said the last Sunday. God has no grandsons. We all have one father. So how can we have one father but we say we don't belong? If again, 
We are the people who are sanctified and who call on the name of the Lord. And we all have one Father. We are children of God. I know occasionally some siblings are not easy to connect together. But as a body, if you say we are children of God, why can't we stay together and flow together? Hallelujah. Also, we can even look at the verse, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19. Also trying to see what, what makes us one. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. So earlier on I said we are children of God. And number two, we are what? Household of God. I'm sure a lot of the tribes, if you ask, oh, where are you from? According to ask you, which house? And we are saying we belong to the what? Household of God. Doesn't it make us one? If you have been a woman, you have been a woman, you then we know that you belong to the house. And we say we belong to the household of God. And if truly we belong to the household of God, don't we see ourselves as one? Should there be difficulties? Let's continue from the Ephesians 2.19 and let's run through to 22. So the verse 20. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself, remember, Jesus Christ himself being the chief corner. We cannot do without Jesus Christ in this body. Verse 21. In whom all the building fitly we are framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord. That is how we need to cherish this body. In whom we are all built together in whom all the building fitly and if we are not able to fit like the trees who say we need to fit together if somebody sits beside you as part of the, those who have done carpentry if this thing has not the way they've been cut it's been fit that's why Whatever parts are fitting together. If we cannot fit together, then we don't belong to the body. And the interesting thing is the verse that follows. In whom ye also are built together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. If we are together, he says, it is the habitation of God. If we are not together, God is not in us. And I know some few friends, when they meet ordinary believers, they will meet in a certain ordinary porch with chairs that will not even qualify for this temple. But when they meet angelic visitations, because God sees that they are fitted together, that is what makes it a body. Ordinary people, but when they meet, 
they are fitted together. Hallelujah. And that should be our desire. Also in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 6. Something binds us together as a body. Ephesians 3, 6. That the Gentiles should be fellow heads and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. If we are not together, we cannot be partakers of the gospel. Now, these are the things I believe that should make us one. And if we are one, let's continue. What should be our mindset? Ephesians chapter, Philippians chapter 1 verse 27. If we say we are one. Let's go to Philippians, Philippians 1 27. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. That whether I come and see ye stand in one spirit. With one mind. We have to be of one mind. Then the gospel will progress. Same Philippians chapter 2 verse 2. Philippians 2 verse 2. Fulfill ye my joy. Having the same love. Being of one accord. And of one. And as people of one body. Today we will try and touch verse 3. So because we are one body. For I say among you. Not to think of himself. More highly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. How do we, if we say we are one body, than somebody, that should not be the case. We should all be one. should appreciate the gifts of others. I should appreciate them from God who will give them by the grace. Hallelujah. Romans twelve eighteen. If it is possible... As much as life. Again it's because we are one. Because we are one. The ver- Avenge not yourselves. But rather give place unto wrath. For it is God. Again it's in the spirit. Of oneness. What we are saying. And I'm saying that like we said in the first Corinthians. Chapter 1 verse 1. Are we heavenly minded? Do we look at things? From God's perspective. Even those of us. Sinful as we are. Christ calls us brethren. Sinful as we are. Christ calls us brethren. And he identifies with us. As part of his body. So who am I. To despise. Another mortal like me. Are we willing. And Christ is even willing to share his glory. With sinful mortals like us. That should make us one. Now, let's quickly look at First Corinthians chapter 12. We'll take it chapter, First Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 12. For us, the body is one. I believe we all agree about that we are one. For us, the body is one. And have many members. And all the members of that one body, being many, are one body. So also is Christ. So, 
and listen to the verse 13. For by one spirit, we are all baptized into one body. No matter where you come from. This one spirit connects us. No matter how sinful you are. No matter how deep you've gone into sin. This same spirit that we all have been baptized into makes us one. Whether we be Jews, Gentiles, whether we be born or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit, we all, so long as we belong to that body, the spirit of God is in us. The same spirit is in all of us. And we need to appreciate one another. Verse 14. For the body is not one member. And here, can you believe this even ordinary human body? If the body was only an ear, how would the body look like? If all this body standing here, all you can see is an ear, there will be no beauty. But God in his wisdom. As I stand here, there's an eye, an ear, a nose, the other parts of the body. And when you put it together, I think I look more presentable than an ear. (laughs) In the same way, God has put these various parts in the church in the body. And that is the beauty of the church. That is what makes the church beautiful. Hallelujah. In the verse 15. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body. Is it therefore of the body? Can the foot say so? It's not possible. Verse 16. Like I said, the ear if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? It doesn't lie in my mouth to say so. If the whole body were an eye, which I have said already, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But this part is interesting. But now, God have set the members, every one of them, in the body as it has pleased him. And let's all watch this verse. It is God who has set the members, each one of us, in the body of Christ. It is God. So if it is God who has set us in, who are we to despise Anyone. Probably will amount to sin. To despise what God has done. Or even bother on rebellion to God's plan. Because that is what God has set all the members in the body. So as we all come in, it is God. Some from the north, south, like the Jews, Gentiles, 
No matter where we are coming from, the unemployed, those who are employed, those running their own business, somebody may be a managing director, somebody may be a law clerk, somebody may be a farmer, somebody's hand, because he's using the hoe when you greet, is something else, but you all belong to the same body. But that is what God has said. And we need to appreciate one another. Because if we are not mindful of the fact that it is God who has set us, you begin to despise somebody else. And that can be fearful. And as it has what? Pleased him. It pleases God to have done what he has done. Verse 19. And if they were all one member, where were the body? Verse 20. But now, are they many members? But yet, there may be many members. That is why it is sad that as even the body of Christ in Ghana, I'm sure that if we all read this scripture and we meditate on it, how come we cannot even work together as the body of Christ? With Christ as our head, we can't work together. It doesn't honor God. Verse 21. I think let's run to 22 or 23. Verse 22. Nay, much more those members of the body which may seem to be feeble are necessary. Again, we are one body, but some may be feeble. The fact that they are feeble does not make them that they don't belong. It's the same God who made that body. And God has said some parts of the body should be feeble. And some should be weak. He knows why. It is not for us to judge and to despise any of such. He said, but they are necessary. 23. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor. And our uncomely have more abundant calmliness. It is we individuals who try to put more emphasis on others. Especially those parts that we think we see. How many of us see our own hearts, kidneys and lungs? But they are very vital. But we don't see them. They are not on display. But they all belong to the body. Hallelujah. And the same should go for the body of Christ. For our family parts have no need. But God have tempered the body together. Again, I want us to it is God who has tempered the body together. And this part should not be lost on us. Because if we lose this fact that it is God who has done it, we run the risk of despising, despising what God has done. But God have tempered the body together. Having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked, it is God who has done it. That there should be no laxism in the body, but that the members should have the same care. That big English means there should be no division. Which means in the body there is not supposed to be what? Division. And we should care for what? One another. And you remember in Acts chapter 6, because 
those other widows complained they were not being cared for. There was what? Murmuring. And that should not be in the body. And whether one member suffers, if we say we belong to the body, if one member suffers, we all suffer. Is that not the case? If we belong to a family, and any member of the family suffers something, the whole family, it becomes an issue. Do we show concern when a member suffers? If we say we belong to that body. All the members suffer with it. Is that what we do? Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice. I think occasionally we do that. When we see a member of us, as maybe the minister, ambassador, we all put our hands together. In the same way, when somebody suffers, we should stand with that person. Hallelujah. Now ye are the body of Christ. And members in particular. We belong to the same body. Verse 28. And God has set some in the church. Again, it's God who has set some. Some are apostles. And who are the apostles? Three blazers. Sent on specific missions. Break new grounds. And if you don't have people who break new grounds, you are not likely to grow. Prophets who receive the word and revelation. Teachers who can bring down the word of God such that it's understood by the ordinary one amongst us. And they labor for doctrine and the word. And we need them. Some may be miracles. That is a gift. The body needs it. Healings. Once a while, some may be sick, so that they need for healing. Helps. Some are very good at it. Somebody is not well. And I am not just talking about ushers. Helps. Even visiting other people in need. It's all part of the help. I mean, it's much wider. Governments. You have leaders in church, elders, who move around. Help to govern. The church. And if all of these are in the body. It says as we identify all of these. You can see that the church. Is then then standing truly. As what God wants it to be. And that is not all. Even music. What are some 22 verse 3 says. says, God inhabits what? The praise of what? So even. As. The musicians raise the hymns. It's an important component. God will inhabit what? That praise. Is that not the case? We need to value them. And I will say, if you even remember, Elisha, at one point in time when he was ministering, his prophetic anointing was provoked through music. That tells you the importance. So don't just say, oh, these are ordinary, this, ordinary, that. Everybody has a part to play. That makes it, maybe we can quickly look at 2 Kings chapter 3, verse 15 to 18. 2 Kings chapter 3, verse 15 to 18. And that was Elisha. He says, 
But now bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass. When the minstrel played. That the hand of God. Came upon whom? Elisha. And the verse is, And he said. Thus says the Lord. Make this valley full of what? Ditches. So after he had said. Let the minstrels give me music. And you see how connected. Even though he was a prophet. He said there has to be a provocation. And the word will come down for them through him. Hallelujah. Some will see visions. That is why we are praying that our young men will see visions. And we the other ones who dream. <laughs> so in all of these. Together. We can see that it's a body. And it grows. But in the verse 31 of the same chapter. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 31. How do we allow 1 Corinthians? He said, but covet earnestly the best gifts. And look at this part. And yet I show unto you a more excellent way. All these gifts will be there. But Paul realized that there has to be an excellent way of blending and getting this together. And that's how then he delves into the chapter 13 which talks about love. If there is no mutual love, if there is no goodwill, much will not happen. We need a heart to glow with mutual love. Then it will vastly bring out the best. So the issue is not more of maybe titles or offices, but as the love flows from all of us, together, you see how this body will function the way it ought to be. But in all of this, how can we quickly run through also function as a body? Number one, quickly, we need to speak the truth in love. Ephesians 4 verse 15. We need to speak the truth in love. But speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him all in things which is the head even of Christ. Then the second point, Colossians chapter 3 verse 10 to 13 where our new life will help us overcome the old nature. So Colossians chapter 3 it says, and have put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Where there is neither, it is only when this new image is working in us, when we all have put on the new life, so that then when we see a Greek, the Greek is not a Greek, but we know we are all together. But if we are still in our old ways, when you see a Greek, you will strongly emphasize and let the person know that he is a Greek. But when we are in our new life, whether you are a guy, you are an ever, you are an Ashanti, wherever you come from. Because there's something new in us. We are new creatures. We are sanctified. And we call upon the scene of that verse. Let's look at the verse 13. Forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, 
even as Christ forgiven. If we say we are one. In fact, the living Bible says that in Christ we are the same. There is no professional. There is nothing. We are all the same. But there is something I perceive as a threat to this body. Like I said, the church one of the characteristics is that the church must be holy. But there is a threat coming through the corruption, pollution, and contamination of this body. And sometimes some people even fight from within to let this pollution and corruption affect the body. But we all should endeavor to keep the sanctity of this body. And even as we look at this body, we all should note that this body, whether we as individuals or as the church, it has an owner. The church, as Christ said, belongs to the Father. He is the head. And as individuals, we don't own our bodies. The body has an owner. In Ecclesiastes 12, 7, he says the spirit will return to the owner who gave. And in Psalm 22, verse 29, he says, no one can keep his own soul alive. We belong to the one who owns us. And if that is the case, that this body has an owner, then we all should be careful how we temper with this body. In all of these, we need to stay together as a body. Is it because there are two marks that await the body of Christ or individuals? And all these two marks will be on our foreheads depending on those who have held on to this body of Christ or to those who have deviated. And that will show whether we still continue to belong to that body or not. So, in Revelation chapter 13, verse 16, the devil will give a mark. And in Revelation chapter 22, verse 4, Christ will give a mark all on our foreheads. Let's first look at Revelation 13, 16. And he caused all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or on their foreheads. I pray that none of us will give his forehead for the devil to give a mark. Rather, in Revelation chapter 22, verse 4, where Christ also will give a mark on our foreheads, he says, and they shall see his face and his name shall be where? Their foreheads. If we say we are a body, I don't know whose mark you would want to receive when all is said and done. These are our foreheads. We need to identify with our Lord Jesus Christ who is the head of our body. None of us should give place 
to the devil to give him or her a mark. Our foreheads should be preserved for the head of our church to identify us to the end. I believe that should be all of us, our desire that Christ is our head. He pages us for a reason. And this body must be cherished. This body must work together. This body must function together. If we function together, it will bring glory to the Lord. Remember, we are part of a body that Christ himself is part of. For me, that alone, nothing can be compared with that. Where I come from, whether it's the Amuakari, Eliana family, cannot be compared to the body of Christ. Where Christ is the head. So I cherish this body. This body is to be cherished. Let's cherish one another. Let there be mutual love amongst us. These are the, as the scripture said, it is God who has set us. It is not the head of family who has set us. It is God who has set us and put us in place. What bothers you should bother me. Let me appreciate you. Let me celebrate you. Because it is God who has done it. I cannot be like you. I cannot be like you. Even our fingers. That is why the people, when they do the fingerprint, the 7 billion people in this world, their thumbprints are different. Because God, that is what God has done. And that's why God has set all of us. If we belong to this body, let's boast that we belong to the body of Christ. It is valuable. Let's cherish it. We need to work that I need you and you need me. Because we are all part of God's body. Can you stand with me and agree with me? The reason I expect you to stand with me and agree with me is because we are all part of God's body. It is His will that every need will be supplied because we are connected. Each one of us is important to me. I believe I'm also important to you. I need you to survive. If we belong to this body and we work together, we will survive. We will supply the need of one another and we will survive. And our survival depends on the fact that we are together as the body. Then we will survive. Can I pray for you as you pray for me? Some of us may be weak. Some may be strong. But if somebody is weak, can we bear the person up in prayer? Can we hope that he will stand? We had a doctor's testimony yesterday. Say, medical officer, drink. As they say, when photo. But God, somebody led him to Christ. 
Somebody may be weak. But don't give up on that person. Love that person. And pray for that person. God will bring that person to a different end. The words that we speak. He said, I won't harm you with the words of my mouth. Our words ought to be gracious. Do we love each other? We need to love each other, one another, to survive. If it is will, every need will be supplied. Each one seated here is important to me. Because I need you to survive. That is Ezekiel Walker's song of the Love Fellowship Choir. I need you to survive. Like I said from the beginning, Paul was addressing an audience which is the church unto God. People who are sanctified. Saints. And they call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We all call on this name. We all desire to be saints. We all desire to be sanctified. We belong to the church of God. We want to receive the mark of Christ on our forehead. Not the devil. To give any of us any mark. It is possible. It can be done. With the Lord on our side. Shall we stand up and pray and talk to the Lord? Father, tonight... Oh, we are even grateful to be part of this body of Christ. A body that Christ himself is part and the head. For me, that alone is a joy. To be part of this body. You have put us together. As we read in the 1 Corinthians 12, 18, it is God who has set us it's because it has pleased you to put us together. We didn't come here by chance. We are not in the body of Christ by chance. It is you who has made it. It has pleased you to put us together. As the scripture was saying, from the foundation of the earth, you have ordained it. You have designed it. My prayer tonight is that each one of us will appreciate what God has done to put us together. God has put us together that we work together in love. Pray for one another. Be there for one another. Celebrate one another. When somebody suffers, we are there. When somebody needs care, we are there. I believe we can do it. Lord, help us. Father, help us to do this to your glory. And as we do this, it brings you honor. And we even draw more people to this body. If we who say we belong cannot show the fact that we are connected and that we are together, those outside, 
will not even see as an attractive body to join us. But Lord, may you open our eyes to why you put us together so that we can be truly connected and carry your work through. Father, we thank you and we bless you. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.